Who are you calling? Ah! I have a birth mark behind my left knee! Bastard, what did you do to my son? I am your son, Mom. Where is my child? Ma! Where is Ma! my son? Ma! Police! Hey, everyone ever. Uh, good morning, I guess. Uh, welcome. <laughs> Jesus, this is awful. Uh, welcome to a glorified rerun episode of 20th Century Pop, um, the show where we try to understand the present uh, living in the past my name is tim blevins i just recently got up as in moments ago um and just wanted to quickly gather uh, a couple thoughts i guess and introduce today's uh episode the uh the show itself 20th century pop it's on kind of like a bi-weekly schedule a new episode you know every other week so at least for now until we get some other kind of call it content i'm sorry but it's you know the filler we can say uh material what, what i'm going to try to do is curate sort of some of our uh, some, uh like a best of a greatest hits some of my favorite episodes or parts of episodes from the past maybe episodes that the actual listeners have also enjoyed um you don't mind if i sip from this coffee do you because it dribbled all over me when I tried to make that sound. Um, yeah, every other week we're going to post part of an older episode. I mean, the show's been around for three years now, since 2017. So we're entering our fourth year. And we have about 108 episodes, like official episodes, and some random uh, bonus episodes here and there. So uh, each week or each other week, we're going to post uh you know something from the past and today today's episode what we're putting up today is something that um is kind of a bit of a a fan favorite um it's it's listeners have talked fan favorite jesus tim pat myself on the back one listener who was also a guest of the show jarf hardeen once mentioned this as his favorite episode so we're putting it up today ladies and gentlemen uh today bob and i uh, are going to be talking about, from a few years ago, uh, the movie Big, the 1988 Tom Hanks starring Penny Marshall directing building that turns into a robot featuring uh, comedy or drama uh, big. Uh, and, and we're going to pick the episode up kind of in the middle. Um, it was a retro shock, so Bob and I had discussed it a little bit beforehand, and then uh, we watched the episode. So we're going to come in right now with some unlicensed uh, music by Huey Lewis and the News and check out what Bob and I thought when we checked out uh, Big. We've watched Big. Is it a romantic comedy? Is that how you want to start this? That's how I want to start it because I th- that's how we ended part part one. We were talking about whether it's a romantic comedy or not. So let's get that out of the way first. All right. Because if we're going to start with that, mm-hmm. then I'm going to drop any pretense of trying to talk about this movie. It is a disgusting fact that this is a romantic comedy. This movie is grotesque. I was all set to ease into it and talk about the kids and how it's a nice kids movie. But since you're asking me that, that's fucked up. <laughs> it's a fucked. It is. It's a romantic comedy. I disagree it's a that it's a romantic comedy. 
I disagree. I don't think it's a romantic comedy. I do believe that that portion of the movie is hard to watch now. That portion but I don't of the movie think, is I don't the movie. Think, That's the no, story. No, it's line. not. No, it's not. The sto- that, that is a, a small portion near the end. The movie is about uh, growing up in a fantastical way, but it's really about growing up and rushing into life, but also about, and this is the part I like before they become slightly romantic, uh, or fully romantic, I guess. Uh, it's also about her learning to let go of adulthood a little and enjoy herself. And so it's like this cross between her learning to be a kid again in a way and him uh, learning what it's like to be an adult. And then they kind of split again. I think her story kind of gets lost, but then yes, it is hard to watch. Let's, let's talk about that some more. Cause it's fun to talk about things that are hard to watch. Uh, oh my God. No, I, first of all, I'm, I, I really do. I am grossed out by this movie and by I the really movie disagree or with by you. those moments. That's what the movie is. The movie, the movie posits a f- here's here's everything wrong with that in just a couple of sentences. I'll say one. You're saying it's the movie about you're saying it's a movie about uh, growing up. Did I hear you say that? What were mm-hmm. you? Yes. It's then why does he turn back into a kid? This is the thing. What is this movie about? Because to put aside the the, the romantic comedy thing, which we should get back to, because that is why I can't. I have trouble with this. It's a movie about a kid wanting to be bigger. He gets bigger. He goes out in the world and he starts to, he gets a job. He enters a very uncomfortable relationship, but he does the things that one does as they mature. He matures. It's hard to do, but he matures. And then he decides to go back to being a kid. So he eliminates the growth that he did. It's all for nothing. It's pointless. That's what I was like. I, that's why I couldn't get over. There's no, there's no lesson in this. We grow up under non-ideal circumstances. Like how he had to grow up because he had to live on his own because of this magical thing. That is what growing up is. Mm-hmm. We become mature in moments of panic. You know, we grow mature when we have to tragically accelerate into being mature. He does that, and then all of a sudden, just reverts back into a kid. He nulls and voids the movie because he didn't learn anything. He returns to being a kid where he's just going to mature again as if nothing ever happened. Yeah, I, th- I think he does learn something, though, because he didn't, he didn't mature because this is just what's happening. This is what's supposed to happen. He matured because he thought that's what he wanted. He thought he wanted to be bigger, older. Um and that's, that's also unclear at the beginning when he says, I wish I was big. Perhaps he just wants to be a little taller. But, <laughs> you know, the devil decided, you know, Zoltar said, no, you know, you're going to be 35 or however you old he was. You say devil. What, you think this was like a, a horrible deal? A, a, well, an, he meant, he calls, trick? He's, he describes it as, as a devil, this this devil looking face or a face that looks like oh, a devil. Oh, does he? Yeah, oh, at one I didn't point. I hear that. So, so that's I why I, I too busy not being into this movie to hear that. <laughs> But so I think I think the story is about um, wanting to be grown up when you're a kid, getting that thrust upon you, struggling with that, figuring it out and realizing, no, I, I want to be a kid. I want to experience that. I don't want to rush into adulthood. I'm, I'm happy being my size, my age. I, it was a mistake to want something else. 
And I think that's <laughs> I think always that's wrong to want something else. Well, to, well, look, to, 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 to two things that specific yeah. something else. And, and we're jumping in. I mean, I, hopefully people know the plot of this, because I'm going to say something you just said that I, I, I like what you said, and then I totally disagree and, and <laughs> grossed out by something else you said. But the setup of this idea that, you know, you, you, not rushing into maturity, wanting to and then learning not to, the movie does start off in a beautiful way for that. Like, this movie starts off about being a kid, about being mm-hmm. two kids, Josh and his friend Billy. Like, I like the opening. Yeah. You know, I, I like them, them kind of just wandering around. They're horny. They're horny kids right off the bat. I mean, and I don't, that was something where I was like, they're 13. I'm like, I, and I'm stunted. I get it. I'm a late developer. I don't think I was horny at 13 like that. Were, were you? Um, I don't remember being that way. At that yeah, age, I mean, it no. seemed realistic, though. It, 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 it seemed sure. that was something I didn't, I didn't relate to to a point, but I get it. Like, also, the, the neighborhood they grew up in is not the neighborhood I grew up in, but I mm-hmm. get it. And, like, I do, and they're awkward kids, and they're going through the motions of being a kid. And, you know, I liked that. I liked the scene they go to the carnival, and he doesn't want to go on the ride with his parents. He wants to go by yeah. himself. Like, all of that stuff I really liked. And I love his friend Billy. Yeah. That kid is so good in this. <laughs> he is. He's great delivery. He's funny. He's a good friend. Like so, I like that interaction. So, if the movie had been about I want to be big, and so he gets the job at the toy store, because I like that too. And as a kid, when I saw this movie, and I was probably fourteen, I might have been thirteen when I saw this. Might have been the same age as these kids. Mm-hmm. I was so thrilled with the to- like. He gets a job at a toy store. That seemed awesome to me. You know, yeah. he's got G.I. Joe Devilfish toys to play with and an attorney a play set and a Brave Star poster. Like, he's got all these toys there. Like, all that stuff was cool. And this whole thing where he's in a meeting saying, like, this building transformer is dumb. You should have, and he basically describes Insecticons and Dinobots, but he describes them in the movie world where they don't exist. Like, all of that stuff. That's a great story. Follow him in that career. Mm-hmm. Follow him in that and follow, and it's in there. Follow the tear of his friendship with this kid who didn't follow him, Billy, and have that be the storyline. And that's then that's the story where he goes back to Billy because he wants to be a friend. Still a weird lesson. It's a I don't quite get now this whole idea of turning your back on maturity when it's something I struggle with achieving. But for this movie, that would be fine. And I think that is the, the when you describe the lesson to me, that would be great. Mm-hmm. But Billy is second tier character the main characters in this are josh and elizabeth perkins not elizabeth perkins is it who's the yeah. actress in this yeah elizabeth, elizabeth perkins's perkins. character what's her character's name i have ah uh, susan shit, i didn't write it susan. down josh yes, and you're susan right. they're the main characters mm-hmm. they're the ingenues they're the romantic leads in this film and that's the storyline yeah, you're asking, if, is this a romantic comedy? I'm going to ask you, is this a date movie? Who is this movie for? Because as a child, as a 13-year-old child, I get liking this movie. As a kid, yeah. I would always think of myself as being older. So I get it. The kids going to the world trying to fit in and be older. I thought I could do that. Fine. Kids could love this movie. But you're saying like you're, 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 you had this on, your mom had this on VHS. I remember people loving this movie. It's, it's set up like a date movie. That's, that is fucked up. See, I don't see it as a date movie. I see it. I see it as a as they have a, comedy a cute. They're for flirting. Adults. I don't how see is this it as, for adults? How I, is I, an adult? How did you sit through this movie? Th- this past viewing, yes. Um, it, well, it's a little I, different because I've I've seen it so many times. So it was a it was a nice reminiscent uh, 
you know, uh, a little, you know, to, to just be reminded of, of the film, which I haven't watched in a, in a long time, but um, mm. that's how I sat through it. And I, I laughed at the comedy bits. I cried now as a parent uh, at Mercedes Rule as the mom. Oh, my God. Yeah, explain that storyline just so the listeners have because I forgot about this. Yeah, yeah. Movie. So, so um, after he wakes up and and discovers he's big, he rushes off to try and find the machine and make the wish again or whatever, and it, it's not there. So he just goes back home like any kid would, and he goes back home and he goes inside the house and he tries to explain to his mother that it's him, and she's not hearing it. She's freaked out. She thinks some man is talking about her son. She thinks he's been kidnapped. He takes off because she pulls out a knife to protect herself from this strange man who's now in her house. And so the storyline for her becomes that her son has been taken, kidnapped, basically. That's and she's now up. dealing with that. It That's really is. fucked up. She finds a man in her house. She tells him background. to take what he wants because she's threatened. Yeah. I think she thinks she's going to be physically attacked. He starts saying he knows all the stuff about her son, which makes her think you kidnapped my son. Then she threatens him with a knife and he runs out. Yeah. And that's not the end of her story. We, she spends the whole movie wondering where he is. Yeah, she comes back a few times. To the point that when he's, once he gets his job, once he's, you know, Tom Hanks is working, he calls her. Mm-hmm. He calls her and she has believe the him as the kidnapper. <laughs> And relates things, saying, oh, we can't let your kid go yet, but here's what he's telling me. Which, in my mind, created this horrible scene. I'm saying, like, what's this? What? You know, asking him little things. He writes a letter to his mom, mm-hmm. claiming to enjoy being kidnapped. He's it's, becoming, it's was like it camp. Tanya from the, it's, it's like the Manson family. <laughs> he's, it, it sounds like he's getting brainwashed by his captors. And it was really unsettling. And it's yeah. supposed to be endearing. It's supposed to be like a mother will do anything for his kid and he misses his mom. But it's, it's, that's fucked up in yeah. this movie. And then after the first time he runs out to his mom, he goes to find Billy in school. He's an adult who gets into school different times. Fine. He corners Billy in the locker room or wherever. And Billy starts to cry. Yeah. Because this man... The stranger has cornered him and he's terrified. That was, and I know there's the magic of the movie. And and what's weird is as a kid, I found both of those scenes very funny. I remember (laughs) laughing at his mom threatening with a knife and him having to run out. I found that funny. Sure. And then the scene of him convincing Billy, no, it's me. I'm like, oh, yeah, of course it's him. But I I was squirming, and I feel like I don't I, I'm I'm being a little prudish about this, but I, I I don't normally squirm like this. It was unsettling. Yeah, and everyone's a good actor. That's fine. Everyone's doing good performance. But I'm just like, why? How is this your story? Like, I get it. You got to somehow transition into the kid knowing, and you got to deal with the fact that he's missing. Right. But just Mercedes Rule is such. That's her name, right? Mercedes Rule, the yes. mother. Is such a strong, powerful performer that those scenes are just drama. You know, it's right. not like she's not like the funny karate kid mom. She's not like, you know, she's she's like she is in the Fisher King, a believable, hard yeah. hardened character. And, and I that's told, torturous. I know, and I told my wife this as we're because she ended up watching it with me. Um, because I, I was trying to, we were talking about how you thought it was a romantic comedy before we started watching it again. Uh, Did you I thought not it was, think it was before we I, watched I still, it? I still don't think it's a romantic comedy. Yes, it has some romantic undertones uh, near the end, uh, 
but I don't see it as a whole as a romantic comedy. And I see it now more as a dramedy than I ever saw it before. Like before, I just thought it was a, a comedy. And now I yeah. see it's it's more as a, a coming-of-age dramedy type of thing. A coming-of-age and then coming-not-of-age, I guess. But that that doesn't make sense as a lesson. To put aside the, the stuff that we'll eventually get to about this romantic angle. Coming-of-age and then not-coming-of-age, which is what this movie does. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a Simpsons episode. You're just resetting him. He's just a kid again. The experiences he went through have no meaning if he goes right back to point the begin the starting point. Well, see, I don't think we he can... gets there the same way he started. He got it through a magical machine made him big. A magical machine made him a child again. He's right back where he started. That's not a hero's journey. That's a cylindrical journey that gets you and just restarts it. And in a way that maybe you had to, yeah. But it's just like, and but what? And again, it's a fantasy movie. I'm I'm being a little hard on it with these next couple of sentences. I already know, but it's like he was missing. Cops are going to ask him questions. It's an investigation of where <laughs> were you? Who was the guy who took you? This toy company <laughs> is going to wonder where their star salesman or the developer or whatever went. She's the last person they saw with him. She's going to be asked questions about what happened to that guy, Josh, whose name matches the missing child that people would have heard about. All of those things. And we don't have to think about it because it's a fantasy movie. No, I want you to write that. I want to know. You should make a short film about the aftermath of Big. (laughs) Not so big. But I just, I mean, all those things. And again, I I didn't think of that as a kid. I didn't think of that ever. Until you brought it all I mean, up. It, and again, it's, it's, that's an unfair, like, to, you know, you're going to like, if you can accept the conceit of the movie, you can like the movie. Right. If you can accept that, because I liked, again, I like the magical Zoltar device. I like the simple thing of it's not plugged in, but it's doing this like that. Yeah. That's your mystical moment. That's fine. And the plot, I forgot that part of the plot is they're trying to hunt down another one. So, like, that setup is fine. It gives the movie a time frame. Mm -hmm. It gives us a way to check back in on the story. All of those elements are fine. And if he then came back at the end, you know, like, that as a story, it's fine. And and so I'm I'm looking to get something out of it. And because I didn't get what I thought I was going to get out of it now, you know, I thought it was going to be a fun comedy. I was weirded out going and just thinking a little bit how is this romantic or whatever but because that was so distracting i'm trying to latch my brain onto well what was it at least saying what was that the heart of it mm-hmm. and i know you've said it twice but I, I this movie isn't actually saying anything i think it there's no lesson for john i think there i think there is and i think you have i think it's implied at the end and i think it's for him and it's for her um you say he just goes back to square one, but he doesn't. He still has these experiences, and we don't. But he's a kid. He's, what is he going to do kid. with these experiences? He's a kid, but he's a kid that before was very much a kid. Couldn't talk to girls at the beginning. Like a girl says hi to him, he just has a goofy smile. I feel like no, we're not seeing it, and maybe that's what we're missing to kind of loop it all together. But I get, or I feel it's implied that now. He's got some maturity to him, and in that same situation, he'll be different in the same situation. I, I, it's hard to tell because it's at their back when they're talking, but he, I think he's supporting his, his buddy who uh, is going to try out for the baseball team. 
And he's talking to him and giving him some support. And it's like, you can do it. And that's a lesson he learned from Susan, who was giving him support as an adult when he was nervous about uh, his his presentation. Uh, at, you know, when he was really like full-grown man doing a presentation uh, at, at the thing. So I think there's that implication. And I think for her, too, she started out the movie. We didn't see her before this, but it's it's kind of referred to that she was kind of a gold digger. She slept around with men to get uh, a higher position at the, at the job. And she's changed having met him. So, again, yeah, you don't... Banging a 13-year-old really changes your outlook it, it on life. It probably will. But, <laughs> I, you know, that's what I see at the end. And I'm, I'm sort of skipping over <clears throat> that, that part where they bang. Um, that's the, but that's the bulk of the film. It's not the bulk of th- the film. That is one if, part that's near the, less, the end. That's a big part of it's it. Not the, that relationship, to, like, it's a the, romantic comedy. It's not. There is like, I don't it, know what, maybe 15 to 20 minutes tops no, out here, of the two-hour movie. Here's how it works. First of all, you're describing things that would have made this movie great. Make the movie about Josh and Billy. That would have been great. I feel like at the end, if anyone learned something, Billy learned the tryout for basketball. I don't know how, but that's a step. Good for Billy. I wish this movie was more about Josh and Billy. Have him work with someone, fine. Have him work with a woman, fine. Have her be encouraging, fine. You're giving us a person who, yes, uses people with sex. The, uh, the character of Susan is, you're saying a gold digger. I, I get the feeling, and I'm not sure where I'm pulling this from, but yeah, she kind of just, like, because that's how she hooks up with Josh. And by hookups, I mean meets him at the party. Initially, She's trying yes, to find that, someone that to was talk. Her, that was her intent. She's doing that. That's her intent. That's what she's out for. Right. And but d- that didn't happen. That first night. Um. It that first night. Matter. He, it, mm. he, it was totally over his head. That wasn't something he saw, and so he was just hanging out with his new friend, showing him the cool trampoline and the bunk beds and the the soda machine that you don't have to put quarters in. And they don't sleep together that night. They sleep in different beds. He gives her a toy at the end because he doesn't want her to get lost, and that's. On the nose, like she's completely lost. Her life is, you know, not going in the direction. She's desperately looking for affection anywhere. She looks at it from Robert Lucia. She looks at it from that douchebag. Because she's lost. And and this proves her right. (laughs) Men hurt her. She's one of the most... He didn't take advantage of her. No, he lied to her. (laughs) He didn't tell her he was a 13-year-old. He, he did eventually. And he realizes this when he finally yeah. yes, he had to tell her because he had kept it a secret. Right. So what? And and do you know how hurt she looks? Oh yeah. When this happens, oh, yeah. when she finds out someone else has lied to her, and can you imagine how filthy that must feel if you're able to grasp that? Oh, and you're you're what? You're thirteen. Yeah. That's that's the that's that's your metaphor. That's the metaphor in this. And if she's growing, her growth has to do with relationships, relationships that are romantic because she's finding romance or something with Josh that she doesn't from the other one. So if she's part of the story here, that's in there. I mean, let me ask you this before we get back to it. Reverse the gender of the characters and play this movie out in your mind. Does it play okay? I don't know. I haven't seen 13 going on 30 with Jennifer Garner. That's actually, that's, that's, that's what Allison says. <laughs> I haven't seen it either. I don't want to see it, but I'm just saying like in this movie, if it was a guy yeah. who used women and then it was this 13 year old girl who then turned into, you know, a 30 year old woman 
and he went back to her place and he was coming on to her and she didn't get it. And she's being all cutesy and they got on a trampoline jumping, which by the way, makes him seem very fetishy, which would be fine. <laughs> except that he's 13. I don't want to see a 13 year old act out that fetish. But if you re- like, if you flipped it with that reverse to genders, it plays like a sex crime. Sure. So, and that's there. But this movie is asking us to find it endearing that she's finding. That's the other thing. Like she's finding the child in her. That's 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 a dumb, non-real trope. We don't find the children inside of us. She's well, a successful business like adult. She wants to find a connection. And here's the thing: she doesn't find a connection with Josh. Yeah. Because really, what does a 38 year old or whatever she is and a 13 year old have in common? Nothing. Nothing. They have nothing in common, so it's a physical relationship. And she's so tortured at the end, but at the same time, it's gross. <laughs> because when at the end, when they have their, their meaningful discussion, you know, when she and again, she accepts that he's actually a kid. I don't quite get how that happens, sure. but she does. Well it's a movie. And it is a movie. So and one of the worst parts of this movie, <laughs> right before he turns back into his into a kid. Um, in front of her, which is uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. <laughs> she says to him, when she finds out his age, <laughs> maybe you should, should hold on to my number. Yeah. She says to him, to the 13-year-old, that she accepts as 13, as a 30-something, maybe you should hold on to my number. That's dirty teacher-in-court mentality. That's a crime. Because she knows he's 13 at that point. Yeah. And she, if we, if we're still supposed to like her... She's holding on to either a desperate fallacy at someone's expense or she's toying with his head, you know. Right. She's telling someone in his teens to hold on to her her number, someone who's not mature enough to take that as meaning anything other than I'm interested in you, you know. So I just that that's supposed to be a meaningful moment. Do you know what the the ending of this movie originally was? Do you know how it originally ended? Uh, No. How did it originally end? At the, one of the last shots in the script was she went to the Zoltar booth and she wished to become a kid. Sure. So at the end, her as a child shows up at Josh's house. Okay. That's even more fucked up. That's a little weird. Because when Josh became big, he's a 13-year-old in a big person's body. When she becomes small, she's a 30-something-year-old in a small kid's body. It's a weird metaphor yeah. going backwards. They didn't know what to do with this character. And I don't know if this movie would be made now within the world i don't know if how it would be changed but i just because i i might i'm going a little extreme with it maybe i was squirming while watching it but just because i feel like there's a lost opportunity in this movie and i think this movie is i feel like this movie is remembered as a very endearing romantic comedy everyone loved fell in love with tom hanks in this isn't it so great that he's showing this girl that's the things like he's showing this woman how to regain herself that's bullshit and manipulative and i think you know that I know it's a movie trope, but she's not allowed to be herself. She's not allowed to be her age or the person she wants to. She has to do all these kid tricks, kid games, flash and whatever, that don't ultimately mean anything because Josh is lying to her. He's not the guy that she thought he was. And he doesn't learn anything because he goes right back to being a kid. I agree with the first part of that. I think you can argue the second part. Yes, he goes back to being the same age, the same size, but I think it's implied that he's learned some things. 
Uh, but yeah, we're not given that. We're not given we're not, what he learned. We're not. It's. I feel like we're filling that important. in now because we don't want to. We want to be able to sleep, you know, comfortably and be with ourselves because <laughs> otherwise it's weird. It is. Like well, you I, were asking me at the. Be- uh, well, I, I was asking you at the beginning if what I thought if, it was a romantic comedy. If, if, it's, if it's a romantic comedy and you and it's not for you. Right. It's is it a kids movie? Is no, it I don't think it's a kids movie. movie. Who's it for? I, I don't see it as a kids movie. I I considered probably, you know we were talking about this before and I considered oh maybe my girls could watch this pretty soon, uh, but no I don't think it's a kids movie uh, anymore as as I'm watching it as a as an adult. Um, I think it's a dramedy. See, I loved it as a kid. Yeah, and I, that's the thing too. I think they would like it, and all the other things that we've been talking about here would go over their head. Um, they would That's find the yes. they would find the beginning stuff funny. They would find him playing around at a toy store amazing. Um, that would just that that'd be what they would come away with it for, with. Um, they might even turn it off midway, like I think I did a couple times. <laughs> um, but I wanted to, but I had to watch it for this fucking podcast. I, I this is one of the worst movies we've ever watched. Worse than Die Hard Two. Yeah, like it's a I think bad so. movie, or it's a bad choice within this movie. Well, because that's I, I get maybe that's interesting. I Die Hard Two knows what it is. It knows it's a bad action movie. This movie actually doesn't know what it is. Yeah, and you know, or I don't know. You know what, what it is? What struck me about this movie, which um, kind of plays into this idea that it doesn't know what it is, uh, this is more of a artistic choice type of thing. I found the transitions to be really uh, off-putting. Um, they would go from... Wait, what do you mean? Uh, like, like I'd, usually a transition in a movie, you just you don't even notice it. It goes from scene to scene, uh, place to place. In this movie, I felt like scenes ended weirdly abruptly and cut to something completely <laughs> unrelated in sort of a, a quick uh, crossfade almost every time. Huh. Um like suddenly, do you think that's of the era, or do you it, think? No, that's, that's what I was trying to figure movie. out. I was like, is this just the style? Um, but part of me thinks that, and like you're saying, there was obviously, and, and this is the case with most movies, but there are obviously other ideas in the screenplay. And part of me thinks that maybe, as they were cutting it together, it was just well, okay. Well, let's just stick this here and stick this here, um, and it didn't mm-hmm. flow the way it maybe had originally intended to. Um, and I, I forget why I bring that point up. I guess because the movie doesn't like like I get what you're saying about it doesn't know what it wants to be. It's a comedy. It's a fantasy film, a science fictiony fantasy film. Um, oh, you know what? Talking about learning lessons, I always thought <laughs> when I first saw the movie, it opens with him uh, playing the little video game, and you're mm-hmm. in the ice cave, and it says, "How do you want to?" What do you want to do? Or what do you want to do the wizard? And you want to melt the wizard. How do you want to melt the wizard? And he has to do like throw thermal pot or something at the beginning. But he can't do it because he's a kid yeah. and he's got to take out the trash. He finds the game <laughs> later in the movie. And he I pops it in. Can't do it. And I thought right here. And even as a kid, not knowing much about filmmaking, even as a kid, I was like, oh, here's where we learn the theme of the movie. <laughs> How do you want to melt the wizard? And I did, you know, as a kid, I thought he would type love or he would type, you know, who knows what. But whatever he learned is what he should have answered. And he finally got to type throughout Thermal Pod, which isn't really something I tell my kids a lot. So it's like, yeah, the movie's kind of all over the place 
with what it's trying to do. And I kind of think yeah. now that we've talked about it and talking about of, of the time and of the era, I feel like I, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody had this cool coming of age story and somebody in a room said, well, but you got to have a romance. There's got to be a romantic situation. So how do you, and it's almost mm-hmm. like maybe they threw it in there because that's what you need. You have your When Harry Met Sally's. You have your, I don't know what else from that time period, uh, romantic movies. Everybody's going on dates. You, you got to get a, uh, there's got to be some sort of relationship in there. Because you don't need it. But you know, like I know, the screenplay isn't the movie. The movie is what we see. Mm-hmm. Screenplay is part of that. So yes, what you said is true. Someone did make that suggestion and it happened. And that's what we're given. And it's just... No, but I'm wondering if, if the screenplay, if the person... I don't know who wrote it. I This Oscar-nominated screenplay, this- by the way, Big was nominated for Best Screenplay, wow. Best Actor, Best Picture, Best Director, Best Bad Touch. <laughs> um, but maybe that wasn't it even... It cleaned up at the Injunction Awards. <laughs> I'm just curious if it was even a major part of the original... You know, first draft, second draft. Yeah, I don't know. And I would be curious because, again, there's a story in here. I mean, there was a story that we see. But I think what you're saying, like, there, Josh and Billy's relationship as friends is fascinating. And as a kid was what I was most interested in. The scene where Billy tells Josh off has always stuck in my head, partly because it's very odd in a PG, PG-rated movie, and especially this one, to have your 13-year-old actor say fuck, yeah. which he does. I think he calls him a fucking idiot or something. And that's a powerful moment. Their interactions are real. And yes, as Tom Hanks as a kid, they're pretty real as well. Tom Hanks does do a great job playing a kid. And he does what he has to do in the movie. He does come across as really unsettling. Hmm. He seems unsettling as the guy trying to convince Billy he's Josh. He seems brainwashed and not connected in, in when he's writing the letter to his mom. But he does a good job. And he has good scenes, all the scenes that kind of play off of what, because there is something about, maybe it's not, you know, if the lesson was like holding on to aspects of your childhood, like what we do on this fucking show, we hold on to things from childhood to get an understanding of the world. And this idea that a kid, I mean, it's almost, it's too predictable, but a kid saves the toy store, you know, or the, the toy company. A kid knows how kids think. That's a f- great, you know, like the, I, you know, who's in this movie who I love and he peters out is Robert Loge's character, yeah. that predictable character. He plays the owner of the toys, toy company. I love him in this movie. Yeah. And they're seen together at FAO Schwartz, that, the classic scene on the piano. That's a great scene. They're walking and, and Tom Hanks, as a child, is telling him what he likes about these toys, what the problems with these toys are. And it's a kid saying it. A kid being asked about his favorite toys, being able to talk about it. And Robert Loja, as this caring but still business-minded CEO, is taking in what the kid's saying and is preparing you know, the, the, the fall line or whatever and is running his business based off of what he's hearing without knowing he's a kid. That's a great – that makes sense. That's a nice screenwriting 101 scene or put together that works in the context of this movie. And you get the very endearing, like I, I do love that giant piano scene, yeah. that classic piano scene. That's endearing. I also like how they ADR in all of Robert Loge's grunts, <laughs> <laughs> but like that stuff works and it still works and it's great. And I think what you're saying, it does feel like that. They threw in a romantic subplot 
But that romantic subplot is major to the film. Yeah. And yes, I think that's what people remember. I think people, th- this is the movie that people fell in love with Tom Hanks in. Is that right? Uh, no, that was Bachelor Party. Oh, okay. All similar themes. <laughs> yeah. It's all about holding on to your youth. I don't know. And holding and on to Right, which is, that's the thing. This movie, do, and it does explore it. I'm not giving aspects of this movie their due in the sense that there are some, there are some great things going on, but it stumbles or it distracts me or it, 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 something doesn't tie together. And part of it is just, I can't get past the relationship. And we don't have to keep sure. talking about that because now I'm getting on a soapbox, blah, blah, blah. No. And I'm not trying to not talk about it. Like people get the point of how I feel about it. And people get the point that you're mature and you don't feel the same way that I do about it. And that's fine. <laughs> but, so to, to to try and push that aside, although it's leaving really gross scuff marks on my sure. mind as I push it to the side, this movie doesn't get itself at the yeah. end. I, I, it's I can just agree with magical that. at the I end. I can agree with that. Yeah, it just uses magic to, to find a conclusion. Which is why I think it's a kid's movie. Because again, as a kid, I loved this because it was like experiencing what it would be like in the perfect situation to fool people. I would love to have fooled people at a toy store again. I This time around, too, and I remember this in watching the movie, every time a real toy appeared, I, I lost my shit. <laughs> like, there's the evil Stridor horse from the He-Mans, and there's the rotating figure from He-Man, and there's a Brave Star poster, like I was saying before, and he's got mask under ruse, and here's the G.I. Joe jet. Tim, I kid like, you, seeing all I that kid stuff you not. Great. I kid you not. I'm on the couch with my wife, and they're in the uh, FAO Schwartz toy store. I hit her on the shoulder, and I point, and I say, there's Fireball Island. Right? Isn't that, that awesome? Like, that stuff's cool. That's the best. <laughs> that was awesome. That stokes you. Um, and I, 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 that, in the movie, as a kid, the reason I stuttered there is I was trying to remember fire. What's the... I was trying to make a joke about fire something island, and I can't think of what it's <laughs> okay. called now. Oh, man. Fading memory really kills <laughs> dumb jokes. But... So as a kid, I loved that. And I love this idea because as a kid, yeah, you want to be on your own. And like you had mentioned in the first half, that scene, the first night he's alone and he's crying on his bed yeah. and all of that stuff. Like, yeah, that I get those feelings. Those And as a kid, I think I related to that. There's plenty in this movie for a kid to relate to. You as an adult, you as the 43-year-old who watched this you know, with, with, with your partner on the couch, what do you relate to in this movie? Um, Who do you relate to in this movie? That's a, how do you? Yeah, relate no, to you know, it's tough. I mean, again, it's hard to bring myself out of the fact that this was just a movie I grew up with, and the scenes I just know them. I I know what's going to be said and how it's going to reflect. Um, I, I, but I think more than ever this time, it was his mom that I just kept. Oh. Coming back to, which is not the point of the movie, but in this viewing, that's what stood out most. But again, you're right. That's not the point of this movie. No. This movie is very unfair to that storyline. <laughs> and it doesn't necessarily, I mean, it needs to be there in the real world, like all the questions I was asking. But if we don't have to answer those other questions, you could have found a way around this. <laughs> you didn't have to have him staying in touch with right. her. You didn't have to have her torturing yeah. her. And to go back to how you're starting the sentence, not knowing, you know, who you relate to, that's not a bad thing because 
for me, it's nobody. I don't relate yeah. to anybody in this movie. And I think and it's easy for me, I want to say we, but me, to forget sometimes because, you know, one, the nature of this podcast that we do. I, I think I said that exact sense a moment ago, but it's true. We're, we're doing a show about talking about things from childhood, but also the things of childhood I hold on to. It's an important lesson for me to remember that, no, this stuff wasn't made for me now. Mm. The stuff I liked as a child, not all of it's going to carry over. And a lot of it wasn't made even with the idea of duration and time. Like Transformer cartoon episodes weren't written in the 80s with the idea that, and when he's older, he'll come back to this. They were written for 10-year-olds. And my attachment to those is nostalgia. I don't have nostalgia for this film. I have a little nostalgia for the experience of going to the film. But I don't have, you know, I don't care for about this film that much that I don't I feel like I have to still hold on to it. Mm. So in watching it as an adult, this doesn't appeal to me at all as an adult because of some of the situations, not really because of the story flaws, because it's magic, whatever, but it just doesn't. Yeah. And that's fine. I'm just, maybe it's my memory is wrong. I mean, I get it. I liked it as a kid and I get why I liked it as a kid, but I remember adults loving this movie. And it got a lot of Oscar buzz. Kids' movies don't get Oscar attention because the Oscar voters are all old, cranky, right. elderly folks and Angelina Jolie's kids. But people love this movie, and I just that bothers me because I'm like, why? This seems like the movie you bring your kid to. I know you're saying you don't want to show it to your daughters, but I'm just like, I would have, I might have felt a little more comfortable if it was like I was, you know, hanging out with my nephew and my sister, you know, his mom was like, hey, let's watch Big. And all the kids and the adults watched Big together. Really? That would have been and more it was a comfortable? Kid movie. Because it's a kid's version of the world and view of I the see. world. Okay. Yes, I think that would have been. Watching this as an adult with nothing invested and trying to follow it and having something to talk about. Yeah, there was nothing in this movie for me because it wasn't for me. I mean, the, uh, um, Caillou, whatever that show is, or plenty of these, you know, Daniel Tiger's Fun Town, or whatever, you know, these kid shows, they're not made for me, but I can sit in a chair with a kid who's watching it, you know, and, and experience dinosaur training sure. or something. I'm not connected. If it's Sesame Street or The Muppets, I have a nostalgia for it, but I can sit there with a kid and get enough out of, you know, Jack and the Pirates or whatever, because the kid likes it. Sit there on my own, I'm either going to make fun of it, which I can do, or I'm just going to be like, fuck, why am, I watch- why am I watching the alphabet? I know it. With this movie, it's not the alphabet, but it's just like, it was uncomfortable to watch because it was uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't get it, and I don't get an adult li- liking this to the point where it's romantic, and I think a lot of people did. And I guess I don't have the names... <laughs> I'm holding a list of names. No, I don't. I don't have gonna, a list of names. I'm going to so see if I can I'm get my mom to tell me why she uh, raced out to buy this on VHS. Sure, see we can right? find out. That'll that'll be you how know, we open next week. But even between you and I, I guess. I mean, like you and I talking about this, there are enough differences between us that maybe makes this more palpable, 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 palpable sure, palpatine palpable to you than to me because you're a parent you said you already just said you related to the mom so there's something different in it i just i've never had this experience before where something from my childhood grosses me out you know like the princess leia luke skywalker kissing empire strikes back doesn't gross me out 
weirds me out a little, but I've gotten past it because I love that and whatever. You know, that they're brother and sister, by the way. Not oh, to spoil that, but that's why that's weird. F and but, spoiler. Um, sorry. Sorry to bring a segment back from 2017. <laughs> but but this, yeah, this experience was uncomfortable. And well, just let, to, let's. Oh, and just what? And just uncomfortable. I was gonna, yeah, I was going to oh, say. It was well, uncomfortable. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. Let's let's close it out then with me just adding a little bit more to your uncomfortableness. Oh, um, right. He has a birthday in the middle of the movie. Mm-hmm. So for most of the movie, and even when he begins to be flirty with, with, with Susan, he's actually 12. Thanks. Thanks for listening. You just listened. I'm still waking up. Not in the real-time length of the episode you just listened to, just here in my home. But thank you for listening to that. Um, I think there's some thoughts to it. Do I need to repeat them? No, because you just heard them. But if you're getting to this part, thank you. You probably just fell asleep on the train and didn't turn the podcast off, so you're hearing me now. Um, But, uh, you know, thanks for listening to that. We'll be doing that every other week, sort of a best of or or, uh, look back at past episodes next week next week bob and i have an all new episode of 20th century pop coming up we're going to be taking a look at some public service announcements of the 1980s uh things that used to air on on saturday morning cartoons or afternoon cartoons that were supposedly there to maybe teach us uh to fear things so we'll talk about that next week um so please come back and check that out if you want to check the show out more often than not if you want to follow the show get a new episode whenever it airs get some of these reruns when they're up uh you can always visit 20popcast.com that's the official website of the show um once there you'll always find the most recent episode up uh right on the front page streaming as well as links to all of our past episodes uh you know whatever size you are tall small little big uh you know just be happy that uh you're probably most likely in a relationship with a age-appropriate other, right? And not just because of magic, but actually mentally age-appropriate. All right, that was a horrible sign-off. We'll, uh, we'll see you next week. Cold. It's a fishy swirl, sir. It's supposed to be cold.